0: Welcome to the Shopway Show. Yes, it is 7 p.m. on the East Coast. Monday evening, what does that mean? It's AMA time. It is Ask Me Anything Monday. And I want to start off with, I guess I'm in a little bit of a mood. Is that is that the right thing? A little bit. Uh, I'm thinking about a couple of things. This weekend, there seem to be so many things going on. I was trying to think to myself: Is it a bit overwhelming? And I was very busy this weekend doing all this stuff. By the way, I picked up a dog for my kids this weekend. That was either really, really good or really bad. I'm going to find out really soon whether that was a good or a bad thing. But so much stuff was going on, and I was spending time catching up, watching some old news uh, videos, watching some new shows that I had recorded at DVR, going through stuff, and a lot of stuff was going on. I thought to myself, "There's." there's got to be a point where it's just overload, right? What, what is really important? What, what's a priority? I shouldn't say is important. All of the things are important, but what's an actual priority. And I thought about the idea of Afghanistan being a faraway place, halfway around the world. And then I thought of New York state, New York city, what's happening here. There's so much happening in both places and which one's more important. Which one should we prioritize? Is there one that we shouldn't care about at all? Or is there one that we should prioritize and everything else is you know, not as important? And I thought, is, is local more important than national, even if national or international even, is going to affect things long term? Right, so if I talk a lot about New York on this show. Clearly, I live in New York City. I live in New York State. Clearly, I talk a lot about New York in, in, in this show. Of course I do. If you meet me, I talk often about New York. It's my state, of course. Why the hell should you care if you don't live in New York? Right? Ah, I was Larry and it's New York stuff. In my view, and clearly I'm biased, but it doesn't matter. I'm even unbiased. In my view, what happens in my state is going to come to your state because it always does. So you should care. Is that the same in Afghanistan or something like that, right? Is it the same thing. The freedom issue, which we talk about often. Does the freedom in New York matter compared to others? I think yes, but then what about Afghanistan? Should I care? Health issues. COVID-19 here. I don't know if there's COVID in Afghanistan. I'm, I'm assuming there is, but I haven't heard much about it. What we hear about them is people physically being blown to pieces and shot. Different type of health issue, but still a health issue, absolutely. And then the social issues here in America and New York State versus you know, what's going to happen when Af- when the uh, current Afghan government falls and Taliban take over. You know, the the social issues there for the particularly the women, but also for non-Muslims, but particularly for women, obviously. Do, should we care? Is there such an overload? And there's a part of me that just some days wants to shut off and watch a dumb movie, right? Just go, I don't care about any of it. And then there's days when I want to prioritize and talk about it. But it's another piece that sometimes bothers me, and it shouldn't. As much as time as I spend online, I should be completely over this, but sometimes I'm not. And it's when somebody has a pet issue of theirs that they really think is important. And they bring it up, which you should. If you have a pet issue, please bring it up. But they bring up the issue, and then if I don't immediately prioritize it or immediately know everything about it, they don't say, Larry, let me help you out and, and explain why this thing matters or some details or, hey, Larry, go here. Some with you. Thank you. For those of you who send me this stuff, believe it or not, I often actually I often read it and I often actually watch the videos you send me. I do. I know it sounds crazy, but I often do. Not always. I can't always grab it. Sometimes I already know something. I don't want to watch it again. But very often, if you throw something new at me, which is why sometimes you'll see some people on the show that you will like, be like, who? Why is this guy on the show? Because someone sent me a video or, or something. So I often read those things. And when you do that, thank you. But some of you don't. Some of you just get mad at me. How dare you not know of this issue and how important it is. And you're a bad person because you didn't know this thing. Still sometimes gets to me. It still does. But I would ask you, if you're one of those people who has a very important pet issue, do you think yelling at other people is going to make it work? From my experience, no. No. That's what I would say from my experience. No, by the way, guys, please like, comment, share. It does matter. Absolutely. Um, it is an important thing. You know, I'm going to ask you to like comment, share. It's, it's how people know what we're doing. Let me grab a couple of comments if I can. Um, Jeff. Ah, thank you, my friend. What kind of dog? Well, you know, I'd want a nice big dog, but I have a house full of women and girls. So I'm not getting a German shepherd named Duke. That's not going to happen. I got instead a little Shih Tzu named Biscuit. That's what we got. He's tiny and a puppy. And yeah, but I love dogs. my fourth dog I've had. Um, I would, I of course would rather have a large dog. My first dog was a big German Shepherd. Then I had some big Terrier mix. I'm not, no, then I had a, a, a little uh, Yorkie mix. And then I had a Terrier mix. And now I've got a Shih Tzu. So whatever, it's all good. I love dogs. Happy to have a pooch. It's Good to have some in the house. And to give my kids responsibility, which is a good thing. So that's great. So thank you that. There we go. So Ed says, there was a freedom rally at City Hall happened earlier today. They will keep doing more next Monday. I tell you, we need to take action as well. Besides, there are more protests happening this week. Do you think protesting works, Ed? I mean, really, do you think protesting? I don't know. I'm torn on this. Part of me says, "Uh, it doesn't matter. We We protest the wars all day long. We protest the wars across the entire globe. Still fighting all the wars. I don't know. I'm, I haven't done enough homework to know, to know what's really true when it comes to protesting. My feeling is, and it's only a feeling, so take that for whatever you want to take it for. I feel like it doesn't work. I feel like protesting just makes the protesters feel good and then nothing changes, which is why you rarely ever see me at protests. I feel like I'd literally rather do almost anything else. It's very, it's very rare that I go. I feel like they're not effective. I feel I would rather literally talk to someone like you, Ed, and convince you of something and get you out there to vote a certain way, change certain things, do certain things. I feel like protesting isn't effective. And I feel like changing people's hearts and minds actually is. And I think this is a more effective way for me to do it. But maybe I'm wrong. I'm happy to be open to it. Maybe I should go to one. I don't know. So Shelly says, people's health and safety matter everywhere at all times. Isn't that overwhelming, Shelly? Oh, I don't mean to be a jerk. I hope they come across that way. That wasn't what I was trying to say. It's just, I mean, there are people suffering all across the world all the time. How much emotional energy can I realistically be expected to to put against this? It, am I a bad person for you know not wanting to? And then, how about the people, the caretakers who suffer too? In the case of, I'll give you a, a local case and then a case overseas. In the case of locally, right, when taking care of people, all the, 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 the medical personnel, right? of course, they want to care about people who are dying. But how, how about all of those who've been, you know, worn down and want to commit suicide now or get sick or now don't want the vaccine because they think someone else needs to get it when they probably should get the vaccine or whatever the case may be. I think when you worry about someone else's health, sometimes it can affect yours. Afghanistan. We talk often, people say all the time, Afghanistan, you got to protect the women, blah, blah. I got it. I'm, I'm with you. We've had th- almost, is it 3,000, 2,500 dead military members, veterans now, who've died there, military members, soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines who, who died, and over 20,000 wounded. And it doesn't count all the PTSD and the TBI that we've had. It's at least another 10,000, if not 40, 50,000, tons more. What about them? All their health is either, they're either dead or their health is severely affected. I think you got both sides of that one. I can't say you're wrong, Shelley. I can't, because you're correct. Th- your statement's accurate. What 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 can I be expected? What can you be expected to deal with? I think that's maybe another Or even scratch your eye. Let's go government. What should New York State's government do? Or, or what should the american government do national government right i mean people's health is smoking and eating too much and drinking and all the things that hurt us right not exercising enough or whatever right there's tons of things that we do do i have to have that cause too should i be the guy who's like you got to care about your heart do i got to be that guy isn't it, i think it's heart disease right it's a number 1 killer in america is heart disease and then second i think is cancer if I'm not mistaken so do I need to be the the good heart health guy, or I'm a bad guy? It, it maybe I'm in a bad space right now, Shelley. But I, but I hope you see my point here. It's it's overwhelming. Jonathan says you can care, but until your matters are squared away, it's difficult to make a difference in help. I cannot tell you how much I agree with that, Jonathan. I hear it all the time. You are right on the money, right? I want to whatever save the whales, or I'm I'm dating myself by that one, right? Um, or I want to you know. Stop. I want to stop homelessness. I want to, you know, help the women of Afghanistan, right? I want to help them out. If I'm making, you know, 30 grand a year and my net, my network is of people who I work with, what can I really do compared to if I work my way up to where either my network is powerful or my net worth is powerful? Either one of those, you don't have to be wealthy. Just know the right people. You don't have to know the right people, have enough money. Either of those work, right? Having a good network or net worth, either of those makes you powerful. So I get one of those two. Now I can make something happen, right? If I know the right people or know how to get to them, or I have a bunch of cash, either one, now I can be effective. So I think it's it's a it's a great, and even if I can't be the leader, and this is I guess another point, Jonathan. So I can't be a leader, but you know what? Shelly can be the leader. Right. She's got the, the, the network of people to make something happen. Awesome. When she calls on me, if I can't pay my own bills and make myself effective, how can I support her? I can't. I can't take the time off she might need from me. I can't write her a check if she needs that. I can't loan her parts of you know things that I, that I have because I can't afford to loan them to her. But if I'm in a good spot now, she goes, Larry, I need you for three hours on Tuesday. Shelly, I'm there. I got you. So I think your point's very, very, yes, 100%. So, all right, um, let's see here. Um, Of course, Pete. (laughs) But it keeps going up, doesn't it? That number of 28 trillion just keeps going up. I know, again and again and again. No matter what we do, that number keeps going up. Yes. Paul says, what do you think will happen with New York City's vaccine passport program? It is just a bluff. Is it just a bluff from Delazio? Yes, he is lousy to get people vaccinated. Will it just quietly stop getting enforced after, after a while? Thirty percent of adults remain unvaccinated, and that's going to hurt tourism and business big time. Um, I I think it might go away, Paul. I think it's possible. Um, there was supposed to be a vaccine vaccine passports in for Yankee Stadium when I went there. I guess a month or two ago. I forgot how long ago it was. No one checked anything. I mean, nobody was checked. That's why, if you remember. Um uh his Majesty King Andrew uh Cuomo the Second, the man who has been under a heavy attack recently, um when he had that mandate before. I didn't see people checking it. So I don't know how you enforce it, Paul. I think there's going to be almost like a speakeasy um environment of people who wink, wink, don't you know, don't check it. And I think those places are gonna get people who who don't want to be checked. And to be funny, to, to be forward, There'll be people there who are vaccinated who just don't want to be checked, right? They'll go there not because they're not vaccinated. They'll go there because they want to say, to hell with you, to the man. So I think that's going to happen. I don't know how you enforce it. de Blasio believes it will work. That's why he does this stuff. He had a vision zero years ago and how he was going to have you know nobody, nobody die, uh, no pedestrians die in car accidents, no, no less car accidents. And he lowered the speed limit at 20 miles an hour in the entire city and blah, 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 all kind of stuff. And people still dying at the same rate, in fact, higher since COVID. So, no, it didn't work. But I think he'll try. I think it has to end because how do you actually enforce it? So, yes. Shelly says yelling is a method of communication between two-year-olds. Yes, and not effective there either, Shelly. I would agree. Yes, not there either. Paul says protesting works sometimes, but civil disobedience is the most effective tool we have. You know that's that's a valid point, Paul. But the problem is now, right? When you go down that route, and again, I'm I'm gonna kind of I'm gonna I'm I'm in the same world with with our conversation now as I am with Shelley. I'm not saying you're wrong at all. You're right. My worry is when we think that way, does that make it easy for us? to shift into violence or proper destruction, right? I know civil disobedience isn't that, Paul. I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm not. I'm saying as you move down that road, does it make that a thing? Because at one point, civil disobedience is things like staying in the middle of the road, that type of thing. And then you begin to move. And I don't know. But I get your point. You're still correct. I I think we have to, if we're going to be organizing that type of thing, I think we have to really walk the line before we move to the level of now we're throwing Molotov cocktails at gas stations, right? Now we're burning down Wendy's, right? I think you got to make sure you don't get to that level. Or maybe you think this is the this is the revolution and you're just going to do it all, in which case, you that's a whole different world. I'd like us to not go down that road. So, yes. Andrew says golden retrievers are great dogs as a service dog, but as a guard dog, they're too nice. I like big dogs, Andrew. I've I've had them before. I've had friends who've had them before. I, I like big dogs. But I have two young girls. So that just that was not in the cards for me this time. They'll be out of the house. Then I get the dog I want. It's fine. Then I get it. It's fine. That that'll be my time for the dog that I want. There we go. So yes. Alex says, I've been shocked to see that the National Libertarian Party supports open borders. You hold the same position, or am I mistaken about the party position? That is the party's position. The party position is open borders. Um, the reality of it is most libertarian candidates that I know running are not. That's just the way it is. Most are not. And it makes libertarians angry. Um, a lot. The, the more hardcore libertarian you are, the more you are open borders. That's almost always true. That's not a 100% rule. It's a good 80 to 85% rule. The more hardcore libertarian you are, the more open borders you are. But, but most candidates aren't. I'm not open borders either. Do I look at open borders as a great goal for the future? Yes. I would love it, us to have a world, Alex, to where borders were not that important and we could just walk across the border and the people always would all agree. That would be an amazing world. And I think we should move towards that to the best of our ability. That'd be amazing if we could do that. It's, we're not there. So I'm not an open borders guy. And I think most candidates aren't. Most activists are. So I want to be very forward. That is the official National Libertarian Party platform. That is 100%. And most activists will get behind that 100%. Most candidates don't, and nor do I. And it makes some activists angry. And we're just not on board with that part of, of the platform. I've been very open about it. Like, some people get mad at me still. In fact, I'm saying it now. There's some people right now watching like, don't talk about that. I hate that part about you, Larry. So there are libertarians who don't like me because of it. So I hope I answer your question. Yes, it is the national position. Most activists agree with that position. Most candidates don't, uh, and nor do I. I think we have to have very liberal, good word, very liberal um, immigration, but controlled immigration and a secure border. I do believe that. So hope that answers your question. Susan says, protests are important, not for everyone. Maybe I'm the not for everyone person, Susan. Could be that. Knox 186 says civil disobedience works. Holding up signs screaming to megaphones does nothing. So see, I think he's on your side, Paul. I think he's on your side. Yeah. Shelly says, I I think true protesting works. It gets me attention to important issues. Writing is not protesting. And thank you, Shelly. You're reading my mind. That's my worry about the civil dis- disobedience is that you have to make sure you get that line right to where you're not burning down people's homes, right? you got to make a, the fire in California for us, but you want to make sure you get there. Yes, absolutely. Sean says libertarians should listen more to other libertarians. Hmm? We don't, we do fight a lot. <laughs> maybe that's what you mean, Sean, maybe. Um, I've met so many libertarians who didn't know who Larry Sharp, Dave Smith, Tim Pool, or Scott Horton is, but know who Ben Shapiro is, who isn't libertarian as much as he likes to say that he is. Ah, yes. Well, there's a difference, right? There's what, I think there's three levels of libertarian in, in my view. There's the big L libertarian. That's the party guy like me. I'm the big L libertarian, party member, all about it. That's who I am. I wear it on my sleeve. We all know it. That's who I am, big L libertarian. Then there's the small L libertarian, which is someone who is libertarian, but isn't so loyal to the party. They like the party and will often vote for the party, but not always. They'll support the party here, but not always. Um, They will support Republicans, Democrats when the time comes, more often Republicans than Democrats, or they'll be independent or not even vote, right? Those are the small libertarians. I think they're a large part of our world to be forward with you, the small libertarians. I would like more big L libertarians. I do my best to get them, but I'll take who I can get. And then there's those who aren't actually libertarians, but just don't like their political party. So they call themselves libertarians as a way of, of differentiating themselves. Most of those people are Republicans. Some of them believe that are actually socialists. I'm not joking. On the left, they tend to be people who like, don't like the Democrats, but they're very far left. They think they're kind of anarchists and they call themselves libertarian. There's a group who do that. And then as, on the right, these are, these are the bench bureaus of the world, right? Who just don't like the mainstream Republicans. So they call themselves libertarians and they actually aren't. So I think there's three levels. But the, 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 those who are in the media, those who are heard the most, are the latter, the Ben Shapiro's of the world. Now, don't get me wrong. Are some of these people liberty-leaning? They are. Ben Shapiro does hold some libertarian views. He does. He holds some of them, but he's a Republican, right? But he holds some libertarian views. I would hope he would vote for us, but I don't know if he would. He probably will vote Republican because he's very much Republican. So I think he would vote Republican. So that's why he's there. The little L libertarians will often vote libertarian. Not always but they often would. They'll support the party. I don't think Ben Shapiro would ever support our party. He would just call himself libertarian and, and espouse some of his libertarian views. I think he would. So I hope that answers your question. I'm trying to make sure I get the questions right. So um, Joe says, if we don't take it to the streets in a peaceful way, our only alternative is the ballot box. I agree. That's why I'm part, That's why I'm the big L libertarian, Joe. I'm with you. I think we have to change how we do this we have to make sure that we're voting in a way and changing laws and yes i think that i think the ballot box is the biggest way because the world sees that as valid right people see it as valid and i think that's the answer i agree ryan says i feel protests act like cancer awareness suicide prevention etc bringing light to those under a rock Does, I'm ignorant to this one, Ryan. Maybe you have better insight than I do here. Has cancer awareness protesting brought us any closer to a cure? And that's not an attack. That's a real, I, I don't know, right? When my my father died of cancer, in 1980. My mother died of cancer, 2003. 13. Neither one was cured. Both went through chemo. 33-year difference. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm the, the the anomaly. I feel like, yeah, we feel better about it, but has it actually done anything? I don't know. Cancer is still the number two killer in the country. Not number one. I don't think, I don't think it ever was number one. I think heart disease is always been number one. I think. Suicide prevention? Massive suicides. Still higher higher than ever. I'm not sure it's doing anything, Ryan. I mean, we know about it, great, but is there an effect? Like I knew there were there were protests against the war and we kept bombing. And we're still bombing. I don't know. I don't know. So uh Michelle says, let's get this out of the way now. Jay's watching me type. He says hi. Hey Jay, how you doing? Glad you I'm glad you're still around, watching me around. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yes. Andrew says, it's interesting how certain members of the state assembly in New York and Senate in New York are demanding that Cuomo be removed from office and they vote to the state and they vote no to the state budget. Then they want additional funding for different entities from Governor Cuomo, which means taxes increased. Then they say once again that the governor needs to be removed from office. My question is, which is it? Do you serve the constituents or do you serve the governor? In the Holy Bible, Matthew 6, 25 it states, one cannot serve two masters. Yes. Um, I got to tell you, as I, I know, Andrew, you've been some of the big, you've been one of the biggest critics of our state um, Senate and Assembly. I know you have. And I've tried to say, dude, you got to give him a little bit of a break. He's been a monster for 10 years. A lot of these guys are shell-shocked. They don't know how to act. He's been their jailer for like 10 years. So now they're like, are we supposed to still worship him or not? Is the king dead? Is the king not dead? They don't know what to do. And by the way, the king's not dead yet. The king's not dead yet. I know a lot of people watching TV and they're like, he's finished. Maybe he's finished. It's possible. Maybe, but not yet. He's still fighting. That monster is still coming, fighting. He is not going down like that. So, yes. Excuse me. Matt Lockwood said, "Should should a governor have a say of what happens in the local school district? DeSantis. Um, I think there is a place for a governor to step in. I do. Grab some water. Mm. Um, But it's not on a daily basis. I think a governor could step in or a state government could step in if a couple of things were true. One, if the local school district asked for help. Obviously, right? If you request assistance, then yes, that's piece one. It's an obvious one, but... (coughs) Excuse me. I don't want to have a world to where... If a school district is in trouble, it doesn't feel like it can reach out for help. So if they request, obviously. But it's a second piece, though, here. And that is, if that the the governor actually believes that students' rights or parental rights are being somehow attacked or taken away, if that's happening, then yeah, but only in that case, right? This If something bad is happening, it's obvious, then yeah, but not just to decide curriculum. No, not at all. To decide how much teachers are paid? No, not at all. But if there's some, if some students' rights are being stamped, or parents, yeah, step in. If we're gonna have a government, it should be to protect rights, right? That's what I think. So yes. Michelle says, "Okay, do you think Cuomo can make this keep going to the end of his term?" Yes, I think he can. Um, I here's what I think uh, Cuomo is doing right now. I'm going to give you my opinion. I've been right so far. He is doing his best to keep his team together. A lot of them want to jump ship. One did today. So one already jumped ship. He's trying to hold his team together saying, you believe me for 10 years, believe me again, stay with me, damn it. And if you leave now, there's nothing for you. You leave now, no one's going to take you on. Your careers are over. That's what he's telling them right now. Stay with me. And we get through this, your careers are all saved because our winner will be a hero. They'll forget about all this stuff. They'll move on. That's what he's telling them now. The question is, do they believe it? The one woman clearly does not because she left today. But he's telling them that. Next thing, he's calling all his Democrat friends and he's doing one of two things. One, he's telling them, You better shut up now, or if I get out of this, I'm gonna punish you. Option one. Option two, he's saying, Guy, what are you doing? You don't I'm gonna survive this. You need my help. Come on. It's me and you. The second this turns, come on my side. He's doing one of those two things that every Democrat he knows. He's hoping that someone's gonna screw up really badly now. He's hoping so bad that like, I don't know, Governor Abbott of Texas cheats on his wife with I uh, I don't know, with a, with a sex worker out of state, like Spitzer did, right? Something like that. And that was about how bad Abbott is getting sex workers from Utah or something, right? He wants that to happen. They'll talk about that. Stop talking about him. He'll quell New York and move on. The other thing he's telling everybody, which you can be sure, this is not just Democrats, everybody, and that is, if you get rid of me, you are opening up New York State for de Blasio to be governor. I'm not joking. I'm sure he's saying that. Or de blasio light, right? You're, you're opening it up for AOC to step in and a socialist to be a governor. I'm the only thing stopping you from Bernie Sanders being our governor. He's talking that trash to right now. That's all he's doing. If he wasn't doing that, he wouldn't be in. He's doing all that I hoping that this begins to just stop. And and what I think you're going to see happen, is if it works, here's how you know it's working. It's going to work if only the media is talking about him and nobody else is. If the If the other Democrats just simply stop talking about him, and only the media does, the media will eventually find something else to talk about. That's his hope, right? Whatever it is. The Afghanistan fight war starts again, whatever. They're going to do something like that, and he hopes that it goes away. So can he? Yes. Am I saying he will? No, I'm not. I'm about 50-50 right now. 50% he can make it happen, 50% he can't. A lot of it's luck. Does something big come up? Even the criminal charges, they're misdemeanors. They're not felonies. They're not felonies. The only issue is, is he, Um, is he, does he get impeached? He's trying to stop that from happening. That would be devastating for him to be impeached, obviously. So, yes. <laughs> Craig says, you feeling down, Larry Sharp? I'm not feeling good about the future myself. We on a good track, turn off the TV and plant a tree. What need you do? Yeah, go, I gotta go play up my puppy for a while. <laughs> That's what I gotta go do. I gotta go play up my puppy. That's what I gotta go do. Um, Right now. We are not on a good track. There's a however, though. there is a lot. There are a lot of people who are feeling like the system isn't working, so we have a chance for them to see us and move towards us. I think we have a good chance now. I do see some, some good signs. That's what I would say. Dustin says, I agree. Protesting kind of just fails for the most part unless there's some sort of financial part to it like what wall street bets is doing to the hedge funds oh yeah yeah yeah. i agree yes um there's got to be something else there and the problem with protest is there's there's two things about most protests either they have no real demands or they have all the demands like that it's that's what it is it's We're mad. Why? I don't know. We're just mad. Why? I don't know. You're bad. I'm sad. That's the entire thing. Or it's we want this, 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 this. We want we want all the things, and we want them all tomorrow. Neither of those are going to work, right? If you're going to do that, it's got to be one thing that works, one thing that's happening. But all the things are not going to work. It just doesn't. So yes. Um, Christine says, everyone's responsible for the health and well-being. Government, leave us alone. I like to leave us alone. I also, though, realize that most Americans, still to this day, look to the government for ideas and, and concepts and information. I think we'll take advantage of that, Christine. I think we, we let the government be. I mean, it isn't this now at all. This, this is what it should be. It is not this now. It should be a neutral repository for information, a place that when I don't know, I don't get it, let me go to the, you know, gov site and see what's going on. And it isn't just what the CDC says. It's what the CDC says. That's one thing. And that should be there. I'm not against the CDC having guidelines. Let it have guidelines. And here's other resources for you to check out, look and see what's going on. Compare them to the CDC if you want to, or don't. If you trust the CDC, do what the CDC says because you trust them or don't, or compare them to figure it out. I'm okay with that happening because Americans still want that. Right now, that's not what it is. They're simply a monopoly on information, or try to be. They're always right, even when they're wrong. Um, it's politically motivated, even when it shouldn't be. And it's not guidelines, it's requirements. Because what the government is doing now is they're saying, the CDC says this, so we do it. Well, that's a problem. Because the CDC isn't elected, the CDC does isn't accountable to anybody. The CDC should get provide guidelines, and and then governors or governments or legislators go, thank you CDC, I appreciate the guidelines. Really, that's awesome. How do we make this work now in my state, in my city, in my town? What would work in my world, right? What affects me and what doesn't? That's what you should be using the guidelines for. We don't do that. So if we had that now, Chris, imagine if if you were able to, you had a problem. And you weren't sure where to start, you can start with the government. Wouldn't that be great? You got a problem? Google government page? Oh, here's what the government says I should be concerned about. And here are other resources I can look at and go check things out. Now you have a place to start. It's, it's like an online public library. Often the librarian doesn't tell you what to do, but they give you the spot. Hey, search for this, search for that. Oh, okay. Wouldn't it be great if that's what our government did? Again, it doesn't do that at all, but I'd be okay with that. That, that's, that's a way I'll I'll take that. If that was our world, that's fine. So yes. Ed says, lockdowns and mandates will cause obesity, suicide, and affect value of mental health. Already happening in mental health and suicide and obesity. You're correct, Ed. Already there. Yes. Already there. Ryan Ryan Bedford. Heart disease caused by smoking and blamed on bacon and eggs since Eisenhower. I like that. I happen to like bacon and eggs. I haven't had a heart attack yet. Maybe. I could be waiting. Be terrible if I dropped it, have a heart attack tonight. I feel terrible. Well, I wouldn't feel terrible. I guess you guys would feel bad because you'd lose me. But if I, I'd feel worse if I had a heart attack and didn't die. I'd be like, man, that was stupid. I talked some trash and then actually had a heart attack. I feel dumb now. So that would be bad. Hopefully, I don't have a heart attack at all. I hope I don't. But who knows? We'll see. So, guy, you guys give me great stuff. I appreciate all of these. Thank you. So, see if I can keep doing this here. Alrighty. Um, Tom says we have had. Lollapalooza, President Obama's birthday, and Sturgis, yes, which I am supposed to worry about because I'm not worried about any of them. You know, I know people are worried about Sturgis. It's in, is it South Dakota? I think Sturgis is in South Dakota. It's a bunch of bikers getting together to enjoy themselves. It happened last year. A bunch got COVID. A bunch didn't. They know what they're getting themselves into. I'm not being cruel when I say this, but if you're a biker and if you know bikers, their entire lifestyle is about freedom and I do what I want and I risk. You literally ride a motorcycle everywhere. That's risky. You are engaging in risky behavior. You've decided that your life should be filled with things you enjoy. And if there's some risk, okay. Tom, who the hell am I or you or anybody here watching and listening? Who are any of us? to tell those people they can't do that. They can. It's not my lifestyle, but so what? I So I get to decide who, what lifestyle people have since when? I don't. And I'm sure they look at my lifestyle and go, that guy, what a loser's he got that lifestyle. They probably hate my lifestyle. And it's fine. It's not theirs. So it's all good. All I'm saying is you're right. And I'm not worried. They know what's going to happen either way or could happen. and they t- And they accept the odds. Some of them probably got vaccinated, some didn't, whatever. They drive, a motor- they, they, they drive a motorcycle, they ride a motorcycle. There's chances they can get hurt. They've seen their friends get hurt and killed, and they've made a decision. It's their life. It falls back to what I'm talking about all the time. You own your own life. Some people thought it was fine to go to President Obama's birthday and not be masked because that was worth it. Okay, good on you. You love Obama that much? Go meet him. I'm okay with it. So I, I'm with you. I'm not concerned. I don't think we should be concerned about this unless it's you going, in which case, look at your own health and you decide what makes the most sense for you. That's the biggest deal. So yes. So grab a couple of these here. Shelly says, COVID couldn't possibly do any more damage to business than the government has already done. Well, I say it all the time, right? People say, I lost my business due to COVID. No, you didn't. I lost my job due to COVID. No, you didn't. You lost your job due to government shutdowns, not due to COVID. COVID doesn't destroy jobs. COVID does hurt and kill people. Most of those people are over 60 with with, uh, pre-existing conditions, but some others too. But that's who it mostly hurts and or kills. It doesn't close schools. It doesn't cause suicide. It doesn't create increased drinking in the female population, which is exploding this last year. It doesn't um, shut down businesses or lose jobs to do any of that stuff. It hurts and kills people, most of them, over 60, with crazy conditions. That's what COVID does. It doesn't, doesn't end your business. Only government can do that. Government's what actually does that. Yes. Pete says, we can't afford this $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill. It's irresponsible. Pete, I'm going to tell you something's going to drive you crazy. I still love you. I hope you still love me after I say it. Is there any chance of us not doing it? Why bother? I'm going to I'm gonna hang out with Tom on this one. I, I can't care. I know Pete's ready to just throw his computer in the ground. Don't throw your computer on the floor. Don't do that. I'm just saying you know it, something is going to happen. There's no way we can stop it. We have to change the culture of our nation. We're just going to keep doing this. We couldn't afford the last one, Pete. And we did that one too. We couldn't have afforded this five years ago. And we did that then. So I just think we're gonna keep doing it. I'm I'm not worried because it's gonna happen. Okay, it might be nine hundred billion or something, right? This maybe that'll happen. But the odds are it's gonna be about a trillion dollar bill, regardless of what the details are to be in that area, and that's gonna happen. And that number you keep rising from 28 trillion. 29 train, 29 trillion, 30 trillion. We got to change the environment, Pete, or we're just wasting our time. Fighting on this one thing, I'm with you. You're correct. What can we do? What can we do? So he says, civil disobedience needs to be extremely attended. Yes, you're totally correct, Shelly. If only small groups act, the government squishes them like a bug. Yeah, or, or just totally ignores them. You're right, or totally ignores them. Yes, absolutely. James says, big dogs are the best. I would agree. I like big dogs, but I just like dogs. I'm happy to have a dog. Um, if you guys know, I live in a, a small house in Queens. We have a small yard. We have a small everything. It's Queens. My, my neighbors touch my house. You've seen those houses before on TV. If you, have, don't, if you don't know the city, they touch. So You can't get into my backyard without going through my house because you can't go around because the, the houses touch, and behind my backyard is someone else's backyard. So you literally can't get to my backyard without going through my house. That's the only way to do it. Other people's land and houses touching mine, so it doesn't work. Um, that's and my and my property is twenty feet wide. I didn't say acres. I didn't say yards. Feet. That's how wide my property. Twenty feet wide. So, am I going to get a you know an Irish wolfhound to run around here? Uh, no. I'm not even going to get a big German Shepherd. I'm not, not, no, it wouldn't be fair to the pooch. So we got to get a little guy who could just be happy running around a 20 by 20 yard and loving life. So we got to get a little guy. But you're right. I agree with you, James. We do. Yes. So, all right, So Let's see if I can grab a couple more of these. Ellis Island open borders work. Yes. Thank you, Shelly. And that's my point, right? My Ellis Island plan is all about that, right? My Ellis Island is, is all about that. It's about allowing people to come, but controlling entry and still guarding the border for those who don't come voluntarily. We assume if you don't come voluntarily through our Ellis Islands, we can control what you're, where you're going, who you are, and you can quarantine for X number of time with we'll do background checks. If you don't want to go there, the assumption is you're a bad guy or a bad gal, and we're going to come get you. But if you want to come the regular way where we can follow you, okay, great. You come in. You do whatever. I, I'm making the numbers up for sake of argument. Is it 14 days, quarantine, 30 days? Whatever is the number, right? For sake of argument, 14 days. And we check you out. You got your link to the, you know, MS-13. Do you have some kind of disease, whatever? You, oh, okay, you don't. Now we know where you're going. We monitor you. Totally fine with that idea. That's that's a good idea. I'm I'm okay with that idea. So uh, Matt says, I'm a hardcore libertarian. You're out with me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes, I'm, I'm glad. I, I, I do appreciate that. Yes. Pete says, mandating 10 push-ups and a half mile of walking per day would do definitely more than mandating masks. And can you control either of them, Pete? But I'll go back to the idea, as, as I just talked about, the idea of changing culture. If we trusted government more, then what I talked about with Christine would be more valuable. Like the government food pyramid was a complete garbage food pyramid that was all about promoting the companies that the government, you know, gives money to and supports and subsidizes. It wasn't a healthy pyramid. If we actually believed in the government and, and trusted them and to give us multiple ways, we could go to the government and say, Hey, what's, what's the, what do you think is the guidelines? And you would believe them and go, Oh yes, the government thinks we should do 10 pushups a day and walk half a mile or, or whatever is the appropriate thing. And we would believe them and go, great. See that let's go do that. And we'd start a club and we'd have a 10 pushup half a mile a day club or something but that's all fantasy. It's not what happens, but I wish we would have that. It'd be nice. So, all right. Um, Michelle says, I like all dogs. Me too, which is funny. I didn't really, I didn't pick the dog at all, right? When we got it, when we got our dog, I didn't pick a dog at all. I said, I'll take any dog. I don't care. I, any dog's fine. Male, female, big, small. I don't care. I just love dogs. This is my, my fourth, my fourth dog. And so I let my little. Girl, she picked it. She, she played with like four puppies or whatever and then picked one and left. That was it. So, done, done deal. John says, Republicans, Democrats argue that not getting involved with foreign issues equals don't care or want isolationism. You're correct. I hear that all the time. I have to correct people on it all the time. It's not isolationism. It's non-interventionalism. There's a difference. And then John continues, reality is libertarians care the most with peaceful, non-interventionist foreign policy. Yep, thank you. We just go on the same page. Correct. Lefke says, how do you feel about anarchists in the LP? Um, some of you are not going to like my, my uh, pitch on this either, but this is still true. I am one of the few more mainstream libertarians who is all about keeping anarchists alive and well in our party. I know people get upset about that, like, Larry, but they're so loud, and they make us look bad because they yell, destroy everything, and blah, blah, blah. Some of that's true. Some of the anarchists in our party are a real pain in the ass. That's true. Some of them are. But without them, if we, if we take the step to go get rid of them and purge them, if we do that, and some people would love us to do that, if we do that, this party will become either democrat light or republican light. Depends on who comes into this party faster. That's what the party will become in which case it becomes irrelevant. The anarchist wing of our party keeps us pointing the right direction. That's why I like them staying. It's why I never ask to get rid of them. It's why I don't fight them on their messaging because I don't want them to leave them to feel comfortable. They, they point us in the right direction. Even though I don't think we can get there anytime soon, doesn't matter what I think. We should be pointed in the right direction. And I think they help us stay pointed in the right direction. If any anarchists are listening, here's my request of you. You don't got to be such a jerk sometimes. And many of you are. You can just say what you feel without being jerky. That's the part that bothers me. When you guys get all uppity and self-righteous and start insulting people. You can be an anarchist and not be self-righteous. And some of you aren't, which I love those of you who aren't. But some of you are. Remember, I'm bringing people to the movement. Don't scare them away. Make them more like you. Be the trainer versus the gatekeeper. I would like that instead. I hope that that answers your question. So, um, Knox says the war on drugs needs to end in order for us to open the borders. I agree completely. Yes. That's, that's one of the pieces I was talking about, right? Could I, in theory, one day be open borders? I could. I'm not against the idea. In fact, I love the concept of it. I really do. I don't think we're there. I just don't think we're there. We have to change, we have to change how we do our public assistance, change how we do the war on drugs we got to change a lot of stuff before we go open borders. There's, there's a lot of changes that have to happen before that happens. Um, the idea of having the Ellis Islands, that doesn't exist. There are many ways we have to set this up to make the, the the open borders work. I don't think we're there. So there we go. So is there any way, Torrance says, to take back the label of liberal from the far left and bring it back towards the center right? There's an unnecessary disconnect between conservatives and real liberals. I think it's starting to happen already very slowly, Torrance. You're finding people like Dave Rubin call himself a classical liberal. You're finding that coming back in vogue. And what that means is someone who's probably more like center-right is what they actually mean. Um, I think that's starting to happen. Who's more right on, say, economic issues, that kind of thing, right? So I think you are finding a bit more of that happening. And many liberals are actually calling themselves now progressives. So even liberals aren't using the word liberal as much. They're using the word progressives or neoliberal. They're starting to change how they look at that. So I think it's kind of happening. Um, I don't know. I often, I say I'm libertarian when people ask. Otherwise, I don't even describe myself. Unless people ask. So ballot box is corrupt. I wish you were wrong, Ryan, but you are right. And I felt it personally in 2018. Yeah, I did. I felt it personally. You are correct. And the way around that be popular. I wish being popular was not as important as it is, but it is super, super important. Being popular. Absolutely matters. It just does. So Thomas says, Larry a present. Thank you, my friend. That's, that's many years from now, if ever. But thank you. I do appreciate that. Yes. Shelly says, maybe we should flash mob important issues. Who has the musical talent to that happen? That's actually probably not a bad idea. We, we would probably get a bunch of uh, attention for that. That's not bad. That's not bad. I like that. Here we go. Yes. So, Michael's with you, Ryan. I mean, the American election system has not rigged. I saw it happen. The only way around it is, again, the only way about it is, to be more popular. Absolutely. Tom Simmons says, You sold out to the Mises caucus, you've lost me. When did I sell out to the Mises caucus, Tom? I don't remember that happening. Did I sell out to them? Yeah, you gotta be a bit more specific on that. I don't remember ever selling out or in or any of that. I thought I support all the or caucuses to include them. I, I thought I did. Um, but I'm happy if you think I'm wrong, if I've sold out, tell me how. I'm happy to have the conversation. Joe says, I lean libertarian, but not 100% on board yet. I like you, Larry. That's for sure. Thank you. I don't agree with everything, but since I've been following you around for governor, nothing major shifted in what you say. I try I try to let you know who I am, Joe. And my hope is that even though some people don't like me or don't like a certain thing that I say, that overall they go, you know what? He's still good. He's better than the rest. And he'll hear me. And I hope people don't do uh, the... Well, you said the one thing, and so now I can never support you. You did the one thing, and now I can never support you anymore. I hope that people don't do that. I hope they realize two things. One, I am trying to do the right thing to the best of my ability. And if we disagree on something, at least you'll know where I stand on it. There'll be no question. This is why he stands on it. You'll also know something else. If you've followed me for a while, many of you have, I do change my views. Sometimes people convince me, and I go, oh, you know what? I shouldn't do that or shouldn't have done that. I've apologized on on the air when I've been wrong, made a mistake, and I've changed my mind sometimes right here on the show if you've been watching. So I hope that's good. so thank you. I agree with that. um i I do know I've been disenfranchised by the two parties, Mafia, and they refused to vote for either in two thousand and four. Awesome, That's awesome. Yes. Torrance's assisted suicide could prevent suicide. Not sure where you're going with that one, Torrance. Um, don't know. Don't know where you're going with that. I'm um, not sure where that was. Okay. Sorry. Um, Okay. Um, Jason says, that's a protest. I've never went by one and thought, look at all them people. I think i will chase my mind on that subject. <laughs> that's actually funny, Jason. I like that. That's good. That's good. You're either for it or against it. And to block the roads, yeah, that's not a way to be- – yeah. That, that, see, you think the way I think. I think the same thing, right, that that's – you block the roads, and then people go, now I don't like whatever you talk about because you block the roads. So, yeah. Bernard, what do you think will up to unify the Trump party? A, an amazing, an amazing 2024 candidate. One, one who is it, – and it's a tough one to find. It's it's someone who is popular enough to make impact and to be able to get the press that we need, um, pragmatic enough to get the all the groups of people to go, oh, okay, he supports some of my stuff, but libertarian enough to not be a sellout and able to raise money and be able to campaign without working for a year. Not an easy thing to ask for, but you... You want to know? That's it. We get that unified. That's the thing we got to find. That thing. That's not easy to find, though. Yes. So, all right. Well, uh, Byron says I can sympathize. We have a full blown recall in California, and our king is trying to everything in his power to keep his ideals in place before the recall election. And yes, I do blame these fires almost 100% on Newscom. Nice. Nice. It's good. Um. That's very good. Um, but yeah, you, you you get it, right? Even Newsom is trying to stay on board, right? Even he's trying to hold on to power. And who knows? I don't, I don't know details of, of California, whether it's going to work or not. I don't know. So Paul says, welcome back, Tappan Bridge. I missed you. That's good. Tom says, he's on the advisory board. Nothing but a complete condemnation, rejection of these pinheads is appropriate. Tom, I disagree. Um, and I'll tell you why, to be clear. Um, yes, I'm on the advisory board. I, When they ask me questions, I will absolutely assist if they ask me things. Of course, I offered to be on everyone's advisory board. They're the only ones who said yes. They're the only ones who reached out to me. Everyone else was like, we don't care about Larry Sharp. What do we do? Begged the Prags to be on their board. They never came after me, ever. They ignored me at best. The Radicals didn't ask me. they just didn't ask me. Did nothing. If anything, they ignored me or even just openly dissed me. What do we want you to do? If you are in our movement and you have asked me for help, almost always I help. It is very rare that I don't help. Very rare. If I can help you, almost always I do. I will help you raise money. I will give you advice. I'll give you part of my team. I've done it for many people, many times. People are in trouble. I've helped them out physically sometimes. So I've helped many people in this in this in this in this um party. And I've raised I've raised over half a million dollars for non, not me, for of libertarians and their parties and their, and their state affiliates and candidates all the time. And I'm happy to do it again. My LarrySharp.com page is still up. I've run for office in three years and it's still up so people can take my, my policies and ideas all the time. I do libertarians drinking coffee live every single, almost every week, almost every week where I bring on a libertarian candidate running locally who just reached out to me, any of them, I just take them on and put them on and give them a half hour of, of, of time, prep them before, do an ask for them. I help anybody. The reason why I'm on a Mises Caucus board is because they're libertarians and they asked me. If others had, I'd be on their board too. So I know you're saying a condemnation and rejection of these penins is appropriate. What would that get us? You don't like them. Okay. You don't like them. I get it. Lots of people don't. I'm not blind to that fact. Lots of people don't like Mises Caucus people. I get it, 100%. How is condemnation and rejection working? That's been the tactic for what? A year, however long it's been, two years, whatever the tactic's been, how's that working? It's not. Reaching out's way better, way better. Or counter-recruit. Both of those could work. I'm okay on both sides. And if you ask me to help you counter-recruit, I will. I will. I'll help you counter-recruit. I'll give you my advice, 100%. So I'm in either way. Hope that answers your question at least. Yes. But now I understand why you've said I sold out. Makes sense. I get why you said that. I, I hope my, my answer was clear. Um, Melissa, Shelley says, Melissa, the Rosa jumped ship. Yes. Yes. She, she yes, you're right. She left. She left. Um, If arrests are made, she'll be cuffed. I don't think right now, there isn't much chance at all of, of Cuomo going to jail. The, the, anything that will happen now, Cuomo will only um, – it will be misdemeanors. That's all he'll do, and, and he's too savvy to go to jail, so he won't be going to jail. I don't I don't think that's going to happen, so yes. Excuse me. Keith says, oh, boy, a church and a fascist and a communist. Win-win, right, Keith? Win-win-win. That's it, yes. Donna says, do you think business will fight the vaccine mandate in New York? Gyms and restaurants, but not Walmart or grocery stores, at least make things seem like they make sense. So far, New York City overall has been very much for the mandates. New York City has been like, yeah. And this is their logic. I'm not joking. The logic of most of the people are. If they ask for it, the people will fight. But if government asks for it, they can say it's not me, it's government. You gotta go do it. So it takes the onus off of them, even though they have to hire somebody else to do it. So I think as a general rule of stores, the businesses aren't fighting back much at all. If the big ones don't fight back, I don't think it's we can fight back against it. Unless we don't, like we just don't go to these places. The problem we don't go, then where are we gonna go? We have to go to the underground, we have to go to black market, which is just a pain, right? It's a pain. So um, Shelley says they're not felons until they string together Rico charges. Oh, I see where you're going with this. They do that though. It's probably gotta be federal, right? Are the feds gonna step in and really make that work? I, mm, I don't see the state doing that. I mean, maybe, but Shelly, I think it's gotta be a federal the feds to step in. Otherwise, no. Plus I, I don't think I don't think Democrats actually want Cuomo to go to jail. What Democrats want is him to go away. Just go away, right? Do a spitzer. Just go away. We don't want to hear from you. We don't want to know where you are. We want you to go away. I don't think they want him to go to jail because that makes them look bad, too. I mean, they were worshiping this guy. Remember last year? They were worshiping him. Last thing was a trial and him going to jail. I'm sure he's saying that, too. He's like, go ahead, put me on trial. Watch what I say about you guys. Go ahead, put me on trial. Watch what I say about you guys. You think I was a monster, then watch what I say about you now. I think part of that's too, so I think it will all right um Matthew Walker says curious if you're following the situation with Gavin Newsom in California. It looks like small libertarian Larry Elder is a real shot at being Cali's governor. This is positive and it's a positive New York state. um several things. I'm not following that closely um I was disappointed when Larry Elder jumped in, not because I don't like Larry Elder, because we already had Jeff Hewitt running. And I was hoping that he would get all that money and he would get all the attention. Sadly for him and for me, because I like Jeff, Larry Elder stepped in and has sucked all the, all the air out of the room, which, which sucks for us because Larry Elder is a small L libertarian when Jeff Hewitt is a big L libertarian. So I would have, if I have a choice, I'd rather have the big L libertarian in, but is Elder going to be better than Newsom? Yeah. I think he would be better than Newsom, but that, that's not a high bar to be for. Again, I'm not fighting Larry L. am just saying many who would be better than Gavin Newsom. So, is 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 it possible? Yes. Do I think he's actually going to win? I don't. I think I my gut tells me California keeps Newsom. That's what my gut tells me. California just keeps him. They don't know any better, and the people who would vote against him are leaving California. That's my gut, but that's not a prediction. I don't know California well enough, but my view is. I'm disappointed that, that Jeff Hewitt um, didn't get more and that Larry took Elder the, took the air out of the room. Um, Larry Elder would be better than Gavin Newsom. Absolutely. I think California, my gut tells me California keeps Gavin Newsom. That's what my gut tells me. I hope I answer all your questions. So, yes. Um, Andrew says, the protesters that scream, we want this, that, and... Oh, I'm sorry. There was one more thing you, you asked. Is it possible in New York State? No. It isn't possible. Um, In New York State, what will happen is they'll impeach the governor, and then um, Kathy Hochul, who was our lieutenant governor, she'll become the governor um, in his place. She'll assume the governorship. And I think there's something like the someone of the assembly, I think, becomes lieutenant governor. I think that's how that works. There's some secession. I think the rule is someone out of the Senate. I think it's someone out of our assembly becomes lieutenant governor. I think that's how that works. And she'll become governor. My gut says she will not run again. She'll just finish his term and someone else will run to be the next governor. That's my assumption on what will happen. Sorry about that. I should have, I should have, yeah. Andrew says, the protests that scream, we want this, that, and what and what have you, remind me of Veruca Salt singing her triad, her, her triad song, I Want It Now. Oh, tirade song, sorry. I want it now. I don't remember. I'm gonna look that up. Why are you making me do stuff, Andrew? I'm look, okay, I'll look it up. She says, please support the way for free. Like, comment, and share. She's right. You should do that. You should like, you should comment, you should share. Because if you do that, people see it and it matters and we grow. But more importantly, support my sponsors. Go take the World's Smallest Local Quiz. Click the link right there. It's in the description. Click that link. Go there. If you've taken a test, awesome. You can take other tests there. There's like six or seven other surveys and quizzes that are there. They're fun. They're interesting. Take them right? There's one about uh, the pandemic response. There's one about police accountability. It's all kind of cool stuff. You can take that. So take in those. I think you'll enjoy There's police accountability there too. Whatever you like, take a couple of those uh, and you'll enjoy it or take this, share it and let others do it. Sharing is caring. Yes, it is. And if you want to support me directly, please do so. Sponsor the show, patreon.com slash sharpway. If you like what I'm doing, I know you do because you're watching. If you think it's interesting, I know you do because you're watching. If you like those things, I know you do. Support the show. Patreon.com slash sharpway. Ten bucks a month. Keeps me doing this. Keeps me doing it every night. Keeps me busy doing this so that you can get more ideas and concepts and I can meet more people and I can get more people to come to our movement. 10 bucks a month. Patreon.com slash sharpway. And of course, political quiz it does matter. Grab a couple more if I can. So Jason says, hi, Larry, in your opinion, do companies have the authority to force vaccines on their employees, even with the vaccine being FDA approved or risk termination or risk termination? I know United Airlines is going to do this, so I'm assuming this is okay. And the Libertarian Party believes that it should be a right for companies to decide. But I think many companies are trying to fall in line with the government to maintain their good grace. But this bothers me far more than COVID. You bring up a lot of different things. Let me try to cover a, a couple of these if I can. The first piece of what you said, does a does a company have the authority to force vaccines on their employees um, or risk termination as a general rule? Yes. Right. You get the vaccine or you can be fired as a general rule. That's been accepted laws. So do they have do they have the authority be a law? Yes. Should they? No. And you can be and this thing that most libertarians don't get when you're a libertarian. You don't lose your First Amendment rights. Can they? Yeah. And can I also go, wow, that's BS, that's bad? Yes, I can. I can be against them doing it and still see a right to do so. Right? If you want to, you can go outside and randomly point at people and then judge their good looks by your own metrics and go, that she's a 10, he's an 8, she's a 5, he's a 3. You can do that. That it's, You can, freedom of speech. Man, it's a bad idea. You shouldn't. It's a jerk move. Don't. Please don't do that. But you can. So I'm gonna say the same thing about, about these companies. Can they? Yes. They clearly can. Should they? No. It's a terrible idea unless you have a specific reason for it. For example, if you say work in a nursing home makes total sense to me. That's literally where the people are at their worst. Right there. Yeah. Hospice. People who are on chemotherapy. Oh my God. Yes. Of course. Yes. That makes total sense. So I think you can. And there are certain reasons that make sense. So yeah, but here's the other piece you brought up, which is to me more important. What's actually happening is because the government believes it can't get away with what it's going to do, it's now basically mandating private business to act in a way that government cannot. And that's what's actually happening. It's not saying here are the guidelines that we believe are good. Good luck which I'm okay with, as I mentioned earlier when I was talking, we're seeing about that idea, right? Here are the guidelines I believe are correct. Good luck. Here are other people's guidelines and such. Let's make a happy workforce. Go on with your bad stuff. You need help, let, us, let me know. I'm fine with that. They're not. They're going, you business is better. We're going to stop punishing. And they're putting on political and social pressure. Social or minus much, but they're putting on political pr- pressure to the businesses to make it happen. So what's happening is it's basically the businesses are acting as government agents. And that's a problem, right? I agree it bothers you and it bothers me too. Does a business have a right? Yes, the law is clear on this. It does. Does it have authority? The law is clear on this. Should it? No. And I can say that while acknowledging that they they have the right and saying you shouldn't do it. I can do that. And I think everybody can. And the second piece is what's happening now to your point is government is is basically having the private sector act as a government agent without it being official, and now there is no repercussions. That's a bigger issue. That's a bigger issue. So, yes. All right, here. Um, Let's see here. Um, Hope, so I love Larry. A lot of people like him. A lot of people do. Thomas says, while I wasn't a fan of his dad, Mario Cuomo, when he was governor back from 80 through 94, I don't think Mario would have done what Andrew did with putting COVID effectively affected elderly patients back in nursing homes. Mario was definitely smarter than either of his sons, long-term member of the LP here since 1980. Um, You're probably right. I don't think Mario was as radical. And also, I don't think he was as much of a, he wasn't as power hungry. I mean, look, politicians are power hungry. It's a scale, right? I don't think Mario was as power hungry as Andrew. Andrew's always been trying to, I don't know, get that chip off his shoulder, always. Um, I don't I don't feel like Mario was that. I, I don't think that. So Ryan says, can't wait for Governor Larry to Lieutenant Governor Tim O'Connor. Tim, did you hear that? Guess you're my guy now. Is that how that works? It's funny. Cuomo strikes me as closer to Andrew Wiener than Spitzer. Yes, I think you're right. That that's John, that's very savvy. You're right. Someone who who will embarrassly keep himself in the news with dumb moves where Spitzer disappeared. I don't see Cuomo disappearing. I I think you I think you hit that well. The personality type is much closer to Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner was for the left. He was a great fighter for them. He was fearless, just like Cuomo is. He would yell and scream. He fight just like Cuomo does. He was without. If you're a, if you're a Democrat, you probably miss a- Anthony Weiner because he was on your side, fighting, screaming, getting anybody's face. Didn't mind scrapping. I mean, he was a he was a fighter for the left. He was. The problem is, I don't think I should care about the left. He cared about himself. And he just knew, oh, I can use the left. These guys will, you know, these guys will be my minions if I if I act this way. And they did. And he's like, okay, great. I'll I'll use these guys. I don't know if Anthony Wayne actually cared about the left at all. I know he cared about himself. You can tell because he believed that he could never be hurt. And the things he did. Just if you look back objectively, you look at him and go, wow, what the hell is he thinking? You just got in trouble. And now you're texting your your junk to a minor? Dude, I mean, you just got in trouble. Not that you should ever do it. But if you just got in trouble, you will think at least it will be, you know, top of mind. I just got in trouble. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Um, But no, I think Spitzer was trying to hide what he was doing too, and then when he got in trouble, he walked away. I agree with you. I think they're a little bit different. I do so um let's see here uh Paul says, but Larry Cuomo's never gonna go away. he would love to get get on the stand. He would uh not be backed into a corner um yeah i i you, I think maybe writing that one you you might write that yes, yes, yep um johns Johnson says. I'm a voluntarist. Most people aren't familiar with the term. So don't have the negative association of anarchist or even libertarian. And an interesting point. Um, I think most people don't even know what that really means. But yes. Yes. Um, I think you're probably right. Yes. So. Joe says, um, when is your book and happiness coming out? It is late. I'm so sorry. It is, Joe. It's late. I'm going to try to get it out this month. Um, it's just a lot of changes and edits and fixing and everything. It's 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 more difficult than i thought it was going to be but i'm going to try to get it out as soon as i possibly can i'm i'm working on it yes absolutely so um roger says afghanistan is where the heroin war begins the military ships it here i nothing but bad what you just said i didn't say wrong roger i didn't say wrong i said bad I don't like the fact that um, that we're supposed to be fighting a war on drugs, yet we're defending poppy fields. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. So. All right. Um, oh, it's a Charlie and the Chalka factory reference? Sorry, I missed that one. Thanks, Joe, for at least let me know. Okay, there we go. Here we go. Yes. Sorry. All right. Um, let's see here. Um, so I keep going down here. Um, John- oh, this is someone else about um Bill Weld. Yeah, well, look, guys, all I can tell you with Bill with Bill Weld is no one spent more time, money, and energy trying to make him not the VP than I did. For those of you who know, I spent my own time, my own money, everything trying to be the VP for Gary johnston twenty sixteen. Clearly, I lost, but I pushed to the edge. Uh. Second round, thirty-two votes away, almost. I tried, I tried. So yes, Ed says the mandates will lead to labor shortages. Agreed, it's already happening, right? The the inflation or price raising that we're having now, um, I don't think, um, I I don't think that it's really from the debt yet. I mean, some of it is obviously, but the big push up is is from labor shortages. That's where the big stuff's coming now. The debt inflation that's been hitting us forever is going to hit us later. That's not yet. That's going to happen too. By the way, it's not that's not going to happen. But what's happening now is um, is uh, because of labor shortages. Ryan says the government doesn't even have a taxman to support. Larry on Patreon, thank you. That's voluntary. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. Michael says if your employer forced you to take the vaccine and you have an adverse reaction or die. Is it considered a work-related injury? You can, cl- it, you can claim workers' comp and sue your employer. Um, yeah, I think that's true. Right? I, th- I think that's accurate. I'm pretty sure, Michael, that you're correct. Um, because you had, to, you had to do it for work, right? Um, which I guess would be a smart move, right? You should, you should assume that, right? I guess it's kind of good for you individually. If you went, I just went and got it. What well, does it matter? Because New York's, for New York State, it doesn't matter. New York State, the workers' comp is mandatory work or not work-related. So it wouldn't matter in New York. New York state, either way, if you got in trouble, you get workers' comp. It doesn't matter. You you get you get no matter what. But in other states, not every state has that. In other states, you probably should wait till your employer mandates it. So if something happens, you'll be okay. I think you probably should. It's kind of weird, isn't it? But yeah, yes. All right. Let's see if I can do this again. Um, Michael says the trouble with conservatives on free speech that they believe is that they believe that it applies to the free market. And liberal uh, Democrats who have speech control should be shoved to the front. I think that's supposed to be front. The trouble with them on free speech is that they believe they believe it applies to the free market. Should be shoved to... I'm not sure where you're going with this, Michael. I think what you're saying is... You got to help me now, Michael. I'm not sure where you're going with that one. I'm not sure where you're going with that one. Okay. Um, Ryan says Mario was just a typical narcissist. I would agree with that. He wasn't the monster that Cuomo is. He was not that monster. That's correct. He was not that. Yes. So, um, Logic says, I would go with the ideology that not even private businesses have the right right or authority to force an employee to get the jab unless it was written to the contract signed by the employee upon hire. Um, I like where you're going with that. In that case, the military would be fine because we agree to everything when we sign them out of line. But they don't actually force you to get the jab. I mean, they do. But you're not, you don't have to get the jab. You can just get you get fired or you leave. So it's kind of a force. Uh, it's tough. I see where you're going with it. Um, but, but whether, let's go with should versus is. Do they have the authority? Yes. Legally, they do. The question goes back to should they. And I think you and I agree in the should part. They shouldn't. I'm just saying that legally, yes, the, the law is settled. They do have that legal right. Is it right? I think unless, unless you're in a world like I was talking about, you're in nursing homes. I mean, that's literally life and death right there, right? So, okay, I get that. But you happen to work at a store? Eh, why? Just just be transparent. My issue is always transparency, right? People should know that the employees here are not vaccinated or not required, the people decide, whatever case, whatever it means. So my says, I love Governor Patterson. He's a good guy, to believe it or not, right? Um, he didn't run again. He just, he took over after Spitzer, did his job, was governor for what, two years, a little more maybe, and then stepped down and became a private citizen. Nice. The funny part is, if you haven't met him, I've met him before. He's actually shorter than you would think. Like he, When I met, when I saw him on TV, he seemed like a bigger guy. He's shorter than you thought. So, but yeah, absolutely. All right. Um Let's see. I doubt companies have mandates in their contracts for random viruses though. No, but they might have things like um I mean again, if I would hope if you were a nursing home or something like that that you would have in your contract that the the persons expected to get basic vaccinations and retain hygiene because the people in this facility literally can die from like the flu, right? So You probably want that, I think, in your contract. And I would think if you were in that field, that you would assume that to be true. At least I would hope you would, right? And if you're dealing with people and a huge chunk of your population has compromised immune systems, any infection can kill them, not just COVID, literally the flu could kill them. So you would think that that would be part of your contract. I would hope it would be. And even if it isn't, it's not crazy to go to court and go, your honor, I'm dealing with 80 year olds. With immune, with, with compromised immune systems, judge going like, yeah, okay, yeah, no problem, you know, Your Honor, I run a McDonald's. They're behind the glass, most of it works drive-through. You people can get. What are you doing? Stop! You can't manage that stuff. I think that's what th- I think that's what would happen. That's just my view. So, yes. All right, so I grab some more here. Um, Ryan says Vietnam was about heroin as well. As a part of that's true. As part of that, that's true. So, yes, Joseph Johnson to show up 2024. I got to tell you, it's, it's funny, um, but I love Gary Johnson. I still love him. He clearly was not, you know, the greatest candidate that we could have had. True. But he was the best one we ever had. Got the most votes of all of them. Four and a half million votes. Is that right? Broke all the records. So got to give him something. Um, yeah, 3% of the vote. Not a bad deal. I wish more could do that. I was hoping for more after that. Let's hope for more in twenty twenty four. I I'm a big fan. Still love him. Still love him. But I don't think he's coming back. I mean, he's like I'm done. He's done his bit. He did the best he could. That's what I, that's what I'll say, Joe. Gary did the best he could do, and that was good enough. I'm good. He did his bit. He did his bit. Now we gotta keep moving. That's all it is. So yes. So all right. Um, John, John says, how do we get people to not be scared of the third party? When all of us know the two parties corrupt and destroying us as state and country. I keep saying the same thing, John, and I'll say it again. It's so important. So important. Gotta be popular. It's gotta be someone who we can believe in to be popular. That it matters so much. That's that's the issue. So yes. All right, so what about Spike Cohen Lottery Shop 2024? Um, the the issue is I gotta make sure. I, would I consider a VP slot in 2024? I would, I would consider a VP slot, I would. The, the question is, is the person at the top of the ticket several things? One, do they have the cash? Are they popular enough? Do they want me? That's going to be important too. And do they agree that a 50-state style is just not going to work? you got to focus on one or two small states up front and then expand from there. If they agree with all of those things, I would consider a VP slot. If they don't, then they probably should have somebody else. That's where I am, Byron. So, Yes. He says, sharp slash your name here, 2024. I appreciate that. Thank you, my friend. I do appreciate that. So yes. Uh, let's see here. If I can keep going here. um, Oh, that's to somebody else. I apologize. No, I got to keep going here. Someone else. All right. Can employers ban you from eating McDonald's or eating soda pop? It weakens your immune system. Ooh. That is an interesting. That's an interesting question, right? I guess it's the actions. It's a nice question, right? Are you concerned about um, the activity or the result, right? That's that's the question: the 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 activity or result. So, uh, could I can an employer not ban you from that, but require a certain amount of health from you, right? Maybe. I mean. Can, can I, as an employer, Josh, can I say, look, to work for me in my distribution center, you've got to be able to lift 50 pounds. I made it up, right? And you got to be able to, you know, walk a mile in, you know, whatever, X minutes, whatever, in under four minutes, whatever that I made it up, right? You got to walk. That's, that's fast. Sorry. Scratch that. That's, that's, sorry. You got to walk on under 10 minutes, whatever, right? But whatever, something like that. And then if you could do it, would I care if you're eating McDonald's and drinking soda? If you can't do it, can I go, you know what? Fire you. Because you can't do the job. It's a, it's a it's a it's definitely uh interesting. That's definitely an interesting question. Because theoretically then, could you then say, well, no, you don't have to get you don't have to get vaccinated, but I then can test you every day, right? to see if you have. And as you don't have the disease, you can come on in. Would that be something? Would you have to submit to daily or weekly testing? It's a lot of good questions. I like the idea. That's good. Joe brings up, does eating McDonald's and drinking soda hurt other people? Good question. Now, I guess, I guess the concept that Josh should bring up is it would affect your immune system, which means you'd be more likely to get an infection which means that would hurt other people, right? That's where Josh is going with it. That's why he said immune system. Does the actual idea of eating McDonald's and drinking soda directly hurt somebody? No, just you. Well, if you eat too much of it, I mean, you could eat McDonald's and not be, have a problem. If you did it every day, obviously you'd have problems if all you ate was McDonald's. But assuming that you would only eat McDonald's every day, gotta hope none of you eat only McDonald's every day. But if you if you were, your immune system might break down because of a poor diet, in which case, you'd be more susceptible to get the disease and then affect others, and that's his point. If I if I read Josh correctly, that's his point in getting the 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 vaccine. The vaccine itself doesn't matter, but the point is if it lessens the chance of you getting the disease, so you affect others. I think that's where his connection was. So, yes, it's a very valid uh, question, Josh, and I think that that's probably going to start coming up. The lawsuits will come up. There, there there will be there will be lawsuits coming up for sure. So yes, so. Um, John says one can't help, but wonder if you had more money, you would have been Gary Johnson's running mate. because it's the clearest day. You're much better speaker and actual libertarian. Thank you, my friend. That would have been good. Um, I, I would have hoped that would have happened, but it is what it is. It is what it is. So, um, Jeff says, I think shop spike is a natural ring to it. It does. I'll give you that. That's true. That's true. Yes. Um, do so you believe there is any legal recourse for employees to fight a mass slash job mandate at work? or the only recourse to leave the job employer. No, I think Josh's points are valid and I think someone's probably thinking that. They'll come up with something like that. The, the problem we have here isn't the legal question to be fought with you. It's the social one, right? Do you want to be the guy or the gal who does this, right, lawsuit? The media is going to make you look like you are the worst person in the world. Don't get me wrong, there are people who would do it. There are a lot of people who would not do it. I mean, just imagine, imagine, Josh. You're the guy who does it. This guy, Josh, he just wants to kill people. He's one of those selfish libertarian. He's probably an objectivist and Rander. He thinks his Atlas shrugged. I mean, it just be number attack, 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 attack. You know that would happen. It's going to happen to somebody. The question is, they want to keep going when it does happen. So yeah, it's but it's a valid point, and I think you're going to see that happen there's another piece though right the piece that people aren't talking about what about if you already have had it and and your your doctor has told you that you have a natural immunity and you don't need the vaccine now your 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 job is literally fighting your doctor that's an issue your 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 job is literally fighting the doctor that's an issue so yes Um, love says sharp for governor first, please. Thank you. I appreciate that guys. I'm still looking at that right now. I'm, I'm still looking at that right now. Yes. Michelle says I've not eaten fast food in 15 years. Good for you, Michelle. That's good for you. Nice. Nice. Um, I, I rarely eat fast food here or there. Um, but once in a while, I mean, I probably eat fast food. I probably McDonald's or something like that or Burger King or whatever. Probably like once or twice a year. It's very rare that I am. I'm, I'm on a keto lifestyle, so I can't have all the ketchup and the bread and all that stuff. So it's very rare that I once, twice a year, I'll have something like that, I'll have, I'll have like Chicken McNuggets or something like that, or Burger, Burger King or something here or there, Taco Bell here or there. But it's very rare, probably only several times a year. It's very rare. Oh, KFC is my, my favorite one, probably KFC, or Popeye's chicken. I like chicken, so maybe that. So yes. Um, Keith says, Extend that theoretical to if you are unhealthy and have a heart attack while driving up a truck and hurt and kill someone. Um, I think it might be for someone else. Not sure where that went, but yes. So let me keep going here if I can. All right, uh, Byron says, I worked at a fast food restaurant in the mid 90s and three of our sister stores had a hepatite- hepatitis C outbreak. Wow, our store never got it, but we were all required to get a vaccine. I was okay with that, but with C-19, there are trust issues. Interesting idea. So I guess if your food, maybe hepatitis is an issue with food. Maybe. It's a good question. Yeah. It's a good question. Interesting. So there we go. So, all righty, if I can grab this again. Um, Michael's like, I would absolutely do that lawsuit. Okay, see, you're the guy. Y- yes. You're the guy, man. Th- there's a guy who would do it. I knew it. I'm just saying it's not everybody, Michael. You, yes. A lot of the people, they wouldn't do it. They just wouldn't do it. So Popeyes or KFC? I I like both. I prefer KFC, but I like both. But the thing is, my daughters prefer Popeyes. I prefer KFC. So we basically rotate back and forth whenever we get it. Whenever we get that, we just go. We go back and forth whenever we get it. So we don't get it that often, but when we do, we basically rotate. Usually if I'm out. It's KFC because I'm out, but depends who gets it. My, my, my wife, we use to keep my daughters happy. I, I'm almost always when it comes to food. I'm secondary in this house, right? And we got a puppy this weekend, for those of you who didn't remember that part. And my wife went and got some chicken from a store. And she had, we had chicken that was in the fridge. And she went and got fresh chicken. The dog got the fresh chicken. I got the refrigerated chicken. I'm second to the dog now. I was already second to my kids. Now a dog took over. Now I'm third. Fourth. I don't know where I am. I keep going down on the list. So that's. So, yes, I, I prefer KFC, but I just get some fresh chicken once in a while and I give it to the dog instead, instead of me. So, yes. Yes. So that's good. Lodge well, says, haha, it feels good to come in contact with others that voted for Larry. For a while, I felt like I have been stuck on an island. No, lots of people did. So it's good. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, the one thing I loved, I think, more than anything for the campaign is what the campaign did to keep people together and bring people together. A lot of people met real friends because of the campaign. A lot of people did. Uh, some people became lovers or close friends because of the campaign. So that was a really good thing. Bring You, you mentioned, oh, I forgot who asked now. This is a while back. One of you asked, you know, what will bring the libertarian party together? A good candidate does. I think in New York, we did that in 2018. We brought a lot of libertarians together. with The campaign that we ran, a lot of us on the same team. I think it really can bring people together. Um, That's what I think. I think we need to have a, a a good candidate in 2024 to bring the whole party together as a whole. I think we did it in 2018. And that's why, you know, you're seeing that now. I think people came together because of that. Absolutely. So, funny, Michael, I would have to do that lawsuit. So good. I know you would. I know you would. If someone's going to do it, it's absolutely that way. Yes. He says, brother, that's exactly like how my dog lives. Always first. Yes. Always the best food. Very spoiled. And they wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I'd, it's already happening. The dog gets the fresh chicken. I got to heat mine up. <laughs> so, yeah, I get yeah. I get the two-day-old chicken. He gets the fresh chicken. That's how it works. Absolutely. So, guys, I'm going to ask you one more time if I could. If you like what we're doing, let people know. Like, comment, share. It does matter. Every little click, every little like, it affects the algorithms. Every time you share, it it affects the algorithms. It's how I get unshadow banned. That's how I get unshadow banned, right? That's the way to do it. And of course, as I bug you every time, take that links, World's Smallest Local Quiz, share it. Share it on your social media. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Facebook. Share it. Let people know what's out there. Why do I care so much about this? Clearly, they're my sponsor. Absolutely. But it's more important than that, believe it or not. The sponsorship's good, so please do that so that I can pay my team so we can still do the things we're doing. Please, it does matter. My team relies on that. The second piece, and that is, if people take this test, they are open to liberty ideas. Hopefully, people will see that they're more libertarian than they think they are. This goes back to those people who are not really libertarian, but call themselves that, and little L libertarians, and big L libertarians, all of them. This quiz does help. If you care about the liberty movement, Send it. It's a very easy way to start a conversation, right? Someone's, if you send this to somebody, they're going to be like, well, I thought about this or I asked that. Now you're having a conversation about the issue, not about whether you're libertarian enough or whether you like Republicans or like Democrats or whatever you like, right? Not about that. You instead are making it about the actual issue itself. That's why I bug you about it. I know I do, but it matters. Please share this, do that. If you want more stuff to happen, you want me to do this more often? i me to do special stuff? I can do it. Absolutely. Sponsor the show. Patreon.com slash Sharpway. I know you like it. Look at, click that link to the, uh, right to the side. And what are you going to see? You're going to see a link tree. In that link tree, all the goodies. All the goodies. Sponsor the show. 10 bucks, 25 bucks, 100 bucks, whatever it is. Sponsor the show. If you're making those big dollars, do it big. If not, do it small. doesn't matter. But either way, it does matter. And of course, like all my stuff. Sharp boy stuff does absolutely matter. So, yes. All right. Let's see if I can do this. Um, Nate says, I've shared the quiz a few times in my groups. So I'll do it more often. Thank you. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Logic says, Larry was actually the main factor to me realizing that my ideology for the most part of my life has been libertarian philosophy. Thank you. So, essentially, found my political home because of Larry. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. Yes. Key says, a good candidate is, is big, but the LP is struggling with the message. Well, that that's the advantage. If you have a good candidate and they have a good team, they'll put a better message together. I think our messaging for my campaign was good. It wasn't great. We made errors. We made mistakes. But we had a good team together, and most of our messaging was overall good. It was overall very good. We had problems, and it wasn't perfect. But compared to most campaigns, we were rocking and rolling. A lot of people have copied it. So, yeah, absolutely. So, Jeff says, KFC has better chicken, but Popeye's has Mardi Gras mustard dipping sauce. So it's a tough choice. So you take a get extra Mardi Gras dipping sauce and then go to KFC. See, I'm there for you. Joe says, campaigns are great for getting activists together. Yes. I had a petition collecting event on Saturday, and two people I knew as a candidate came out to a local affiliate event for my campaign. Perfect. These are missions for us. We enjoy it, right? It's, it's little missions for us. So, yeah. Nate says, Larry Sharp, I've made countless friends through you and your campaign. Man, I'm sure will last a lifetime. Thank you for for being you, brother. Seriously. Thank you, man. Thank you for still being there, Nate. Nate, by the way, came with me to South Dakota for Freedom Fest. Yeah. So thank you for coming there. Thank you for supporting us. It does matter. All those things are important. I do appreciate that. Guys, I want to say thank you so much for this evening. Um, I will be on again tomorrow evening, probably doing some Cuomo stuff. And then Wednesday, I have a special guest. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Tomorrow, I will be doing my radio show out of Western New York, WYSL, a free solution. Hope to see you guys tomorrow at noon Eastern. And of course, tomorrow evening. Guys, thank you so much. I'll see you all very soon.